0: Rise and shine, roommates! It's your girl Estacia Turner, and I'm here with a rock and roll young Freddie Rainville. How are you?
1: Good. What's going on? Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. You're very nice, and you're very sweet. So tell me, like, the difference between like your music and your personality.
1: Hey, well, thank you so much. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think you know, music goes like layers deep. Um. You know just to put it out on the table for people who don't know me um i'm in the project rainville which is like where i do a bunch of solo music and um me and my girlfriend belly barra and uh two of our friends yeah that's where we do like our thing which is a combination of just like you know a sort of uh i mean really anything that that we want to bring to the table i mean it's a lot of like a lot of solo acoustic music um a lot of layered acoustic music and um like a lot of like high energy rock and roll. And then on the other hand, I'm in the band America part two, I have two best friends, uh, Alex Fabio and Sam Weingarten. And we kind of push a lot of um, musical boundaries, or at least we try, like we try and just
0: uh, Such t- take
1: so much influence from, I mean, um, 60 psychedelic rock and roll, um, just all high energy punk. Our, our roots were like punk growing up. so. We started like doing DIY touring like really young. So we kind of like hold on to like all those influences. Yeah.
0: You explain that um, these are your influences for both of you, for all three of you guys growing up young. So is these your childhood friends? You guys grew up together?
1: Yeah, well, me and Alex grew up down the street um, from each other in Oceanport. Um, and you know at that time, I had a lot of classic rock in my house. Um, there was always music in my house. Um, I remember probably around that time, like 12 or 13, I found like Rage Against the Machine because my dad just had an enormous CD collection that I could just play on the stereo whenever. Um, and I met Alex, he's a year older than me. Um, and I met him through one of my best friends, Joey. Uh, he was like talking about his band in like, in, I remember sixth, in sixth grade talking about his band in class. And I was like, oh, do you guys have a bassist. Like I play bass. And it was like, no, we don't have a basis, and like, we don't even like need a basis, really. And I just thought that was like so weird and funny. And then uh, Joey came back the next day and was like, Alex wants you to try out, actually. And then since then, me and Alex have been playing ever since, and they kind of got me into what was like the pop in like rock and punk at the time, <laughs> the which was like, in, yeah, yeah, like what was, yeah, well, you know, honestly, it was mainly like All Time Low and Mayday Parade and like almost like more like pop punk and the pop rock type of like uh, late 2000s, like 2008, 2009, I started getting into like Warped Tour stuff. So then, and then Warped Tour came to Oceanport every single year from like, I think 2008 or nine to like 11. And so that was right at the racetrack. And so we would just walk there and my dad- in Oceanport? Yeah, in Oceanport, yeah. And that was okay. before, because um, now they do it at PNC or they did do it before it ended because the last year was like a year or two ago. Okay. Um, but yeah, it took a ton of influence from all those bands. So like OG bands and like there's a lot of punk and um I mean my cousins had a lot of influence over uh, over me, like a lot of like Screamo and like uh like New York, like hip hop, like Biggie and
0: Really? Uh, That's yeah, yeah. nice. And Tribe wow. And, um, yeah, so Nas. explain to me and even the listeners, how does RB and rap, as you say, like inspire you in rock and roll music because to me that's like that's like exciting to hear because uh, for a while I've been saying like music really doesn't have a genre anymore it all mixes together yeah yeah. so yeah explain to me that inspiration that that's really intriguing honestly so
1: I'm honestly like I'm always trying to push like anti-genre. Like you should literally just play what you want to hear and like make the music you want to make. And I think if you're proud of what you're making, like that's like the most important thing. Because you just have to like and enjoy it and let it be genuine, like towards yourself. Um uh first off, like I'm a huge fan of like the blues. So like blues roots rock and stuff like that, like Robert Johnson from like the 30s and Lead Belly and then even going to folk and protest music like through like uh, folk. Um, I think it just had like that originally brought so much raw energy and just so much like angry emotion and not just anger and emotion, but a lot of emotion. And then me being a bassist, uh, like getting to like high school and then really getting into like 90s alternative and like 90s music, mm-hmm. like um, I think like you know, rhythm and bass. And, like, you know, um, my band at high school was me and my cousin, Matt, who are, like, a week apart, and our moms are twins. And, like, he was on That's drums. Fun. He was on drums, and That's I was fun. on bass. So we were literally yeah. just shredding. So, um I mean, the influence from, like, uh, to go back to the original question, like, through, like, hip-hop and rap, I mean, mm-hmm. it's honestly, like, like, Biggie is number one for me. Like, those tracks, like, that Diddy made on, those, on the first record mm-hmm. and stuff, like, the bass and, like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot of sampled work too, but um, I think for us, America Part Two and Rainville, it's more about like the live energy that we can portray. Because um, I know, I mean, AP Two, America Part Two, we track live in the studio, and then we'll overdub vocals and maybe some guitars and pianos and like whatever we want to do to really enhance the song. But basically, what you're hearing is mainly like the three of us in the room all together, like no metronome, live track. So first try. Um, I mean, whichever take we like, uh, we kind of had, like, um, I mean, we take inspiration, like, through, um, like, all the different recording sessions we've done over the years. And I know one recording session we did with Pete Andrews, he's, like, almost, like, I mean, he's, like, a guru to us. Like, we look up to him so much. He has, like, an in- in-home studio where he just kills it and does his thing. And um, I just remember uh, one of the things was, like, he said something about, like, if you don't get it, like, seven or eight takes... Uh, when you're tracking a song, like then you probably like either should just like keep one of the takes or just move on. Because at that point you're like, when you're wearing yourself down. And, and I just want um, get, to get to this next part because America part two, we tracked live and then we ended up overdubbing a bunch of stuff um, mm-hmm. for our record that we just did. That was with, uh, we did that at Barbershop Studios. Uh, we had Rob Schrappa as like the main uh, uh, mixer engineer. Uh, he recorded and uh, did mastering on it, and then Pete Andrews did mixing and work on it, and so did Gary uh, uh, Chioni. Just wanted to like drop everything <laughs> on that because because we're about to drop um, our record in March, um, and that was great because that was a combination of everything that we've done and also doing things that we've never done, like the way that we mastered that record. We had done it uh, back through the the board that they had at Barbershop. and we had it going through like a tape machine, and mm. Rob did a specific um process which he's never done before um but that was an amazing vibe that took a year like we were in and out of the studio for like a year wow. and that honestly like that d- kind of drained you but everything I came out
0: say at- how did time treat you did it go by fast
1: it felt like it went by forever but we were dropping singles at the same time mm-hmm. like we were kind of just like dropping songs like throughout like the year or two and um it honestly like I wouldn't ever want to go through it like that again, but we like had to because we're so proud of this record and it's going to come out. And like we dropped a song or two off it, um, and that's going to get dripping. It's everything's going to be dripping out in the new year. But um, for Rainville, the the for the Karma record that I just like recorded, that was self produced in my bedroom, and I I recorded the majority of those tracks in like a couple days, and then I just kind of like. Would layer stuff, and then Bella came in and did a bunch of vocals because that was our first record doing stuff together. So um, I laid down bass and drums and guitars, and I did all the instrumentations and stuff. Except my friend Alex came in and riffed a guitar solo on the record, which is awesome. But yeah, it's 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 really come like a full way, and and honestly, it's been like a really kind of nice break not being able to tour because uh, we were like full swing touring with America Part Two. And like we were kind of slowly getting into Rainbow stuff, but it's been able to like like everyone's kind of home and everyone's kind of like
0: with together. The, yeah, together. And with comfortable. The crew. Yeah. yeah, working together. Yeah. When I first met you, I was expecting to interview you and your girlfriend. Yes. And unfortunately, she couldn't make it, but I didn't want to leave her out because yes. everybody has like that, you know, that perfect little love story, like love and basketball, you know, and everything. Sure, sure. You guys are love and rock and roll. So tell me sure. how that started and. um what got her into music with you, or vice versa?
1: Well, um, I'll just put it right out there: like we just have like the funniest like things in common. Like I don't think I knew anyone that really like likes the Cramps, like the band the Cramps, and that's like my favorite band. It's like her favorite band, and that's just like one like right off the bat. Like there's little <laughs> things like that. It's like and, and it's like and it's cool because we're also like super super different. I mean, I um, I was working at a coffee shop. And she would come in every morning and um i was act that's that's where i like met murphy my our friend murphy Mm -hmm. our dear friend murphy (laughs) everyone's friend you're right Um, (laughs) yeah we met there and we actually put it together that we had met at a show um early on like a year before then um but we would all talk about art and stuff and bella's an artist and she was in a short film we i me and bella just like kind of befriended each other and i had asked her to be kind of the star in the star quote unquote star in our music video for america part two and yeah um first time we hung out uh we ended up like realizing that we lived literally a block away and we like didn't know so it was just like kind of weird cosmic stuff and we don't really like right it came all
0: together yeah Yeah. and like
1: honestly like it's so funny like dynamics with bands and stuff like rainville like it's just like so funny like i'll just bring whatever to the table and everyone's just like jamming and stuff and like, you know, um like Bella's like so fun to jam with. And I felt like in any other world in any other dimension, like that doesn't make sense for me because I take yeah. music like so seriously.
0: Mm-hmm. Um what role does she play now in the band? Is she Oh, she's
1: the bassist and she sings too. Um <laughs> and so what we just kind of did was um, we were working on a bunch of songs um, and it was songs that I had basically written and brought to the band. And there was a song or two that had been written in the process of the record. Um, but, like, we had never really recorded together. And, um, you know, I had been trying to put out a solo record for a long time. Like, I had been, um, I had recorded demos with my friend Steve, and I had put out two of those songs. And, um, I had recorded my friend Rob and I had put out one of those songs. And this was all before I even started thinking like Rainville was even gonna be a band that we jammed and stuff. I mean, like, you know, like I Bella Bella's completely like a part of like she's a songwriter, she's part of the writing process and stuff, especially oh, like
0: so she's her, she was like a songwriter before she met you. So she uh, yeah, was was she yeah. her own independent artist?
1: Yeah, she okay. uh she goes to school um at SVA in the city, she goes to school for painting. Um nice. What? yeah and yeah she's she's super awesome she's like unbelievably unbelievably multifaceted and yeah she's and also another connection cosmic connection like growing up like i didn't know any bassists mm-hmm. like a like someone that like literally was like oh i'm gonna play bass and that was their first instrument like other than like me my uncle and like one other friend growing up and like bella's that too like she literally like <laughs> yeah. yeah she grew up in san diego and wow. they moved here um yeah, so it's it's kind of funny. Like she started as a bassist too, and she she yeah she plays guitar and she's yeah she's great. She's lovely. I wish she was she's here, but right. yeah, I next, do too. Time, like, next time, <laughs> yeah, next she time,
0: she definitely sounds like an interesting conversation, especially a motivator, honestly. And continuously say like i enjoy learning new things new culture new life new journey so um i never got to interview or even speak to somebody that's in like the rock and roll culture if i'm defining you right so let me know and allow us to understand what is um, like the significance and the symbols behind your culture such as like the long hair and like the nail painting and things like that because Murphy paints his nails and I love the colors he put on, I I love it, but um, I just, I don't understand it. What does it mean to you?
1: Sure, yeah, I think um, it's like any other type of art form of like expressing yourself, like the nails and stuff. Like even if I didn't like solely play rock and roll, I probably would still be painting my nails or whatever. And also like, I think i shaved my head once in high school and other than that i haven't cut my hair since like, like fourth grade i mean like you get turned stuff my hair's been yeah. long forever so for uh for me it's been almost like very like folk family type thing because like i had a lot of cousins growing up so we all played instruments and we were all running around the house and running around my uncle's house and just blasting whatever and we we're like what
0: band is that
1: And who <laughs> artist is that and, and it would actually it was never just uh rock and roll um but i think now like um like rock and roll truly like if we're gonna like get deep in it like what rock and roll was in the 50s was like grimy sketchy scary people outlaw people stepping out of like their comfort zone and like freaking people out and like kind of like embracing like um like the beat neck movement and then that kind of in turn like moved to the psychedelic movement in like the late 60s i mean i just watched a whole documentary on like bob dylan <laughs> and stuff so it's like it's crazy um
0: like you're but, educated up right now
1: yeah i mean i, I mean, I try to uh, like i love learning whatever too but it mm. you know Rock and roll, all kind of, I mean, it all kind of gets blurred, too, because I just look at it as, like, everything, like, the whole history of music. But rock and roll specifically, like, I mean, I'll go back to it, and this is, I think, the best representation, like, the cramps, like, the, their outlook on rock and um, how um, they, like, it was a style of rockabilly. They actually coined the term psychobilly because they wanted to represent uh, a lost era of, like, playing and how, like, like they were straight-up outcasts, aliens doing this weird thing. Um and I think it's almost it's like this weird uh like like true like punk tradition of uh like I don't know being like unapologetic but like also like I don't know people don't think of rock and roll like with like empathy. People think of like oh drugs and like Motley Crue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like like I mean we we definitely like would love to like resemble like punk and like true roots rock and roll because like, it's just music for the people around us, music for us, music for our friends. We never kinda had, I mean, we always had the intention of doing this forever, Mm -hmm. but never really sustaining ourselves through this. So we've always done other things too. Um, So I think the embodiment of rock and roll is just keeping it real and authentic and like pissed off too, Um, because (laughs) not a lot of people scream or like, like almost like break their equipment and mm-hmm. like it's not about that. It's about the literal like like you can change someone in the crowd just through like electrical instruments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's with any type of music. Right. Like
0: that's sick. Now you said that um, you feel like people don't look at rock and roll with empathy. So do you believe that it doesn't matter on the lyrics or the beat? Music still moves or fills an emotional void.
1: Yeah. 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 Hundred percent. I mean, I. I think I literally like some days I'll like go and I'll like, I mean, because we always have like down days and stuff. And I remember like even specifically like a week or two ago, I was kind of having like a rough day and it was like later on in the day. And I just like got in my car and put on music and I was like, oh my God, I literally feel so much better. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah we it can was all no, account yeah, for that. There's yeah. no question, but you like forget
0: sometimes. But okay. So we're just going to jump right into your EP Karma. Sure. Um, That was one I really looked into because I don't know why, but my favorite word is karma. (laughs) I just believe it. So um, tell me the works in that.
1: Sure, well, um, so I have a song that um, I had recorded um, a while back and um, this was like 2017. And, you know, I think uh, the EP Karma was great because it really did come full circle. It's like, you know, six songs of like uh, old and new, um, just like my favorite stuff that I've been working on right now, that I just kind of like, dip, like, just completely recorded, like one song after the no- after another, and like, uh, like a couple days straight. And um, the song on the record, Karma, the lyrics are just, um, "What you put out will come around to serve you well." And so that's a true um,
0: statement, though. Thanks. No, I mean, I mean no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah it is. I mean, I, mean I didn't even like.
1: I didn't make it up. Um, But, you know, when I was, you know, I think, um, like, when you're writing songs, like, and I think people that, like, do write songs, like, alone, like, will grab their acoustic and kind of, like, let their, uh, just, like, let stuff flow. Even just, like, people that just let it out. um, That was kind of one of those songs. Like, kind of just, like, the melody came first and the lyrics came after. And it was just, like, there's nothing more you have to say. And so I kind of thought of this release as, you know, I want to put out, like, the, these songs that I've created. And I think they're all different in their own way, but I think the recording process kind of grouped them up together and was like, okay, this is this one release. And I just wanted to make it simple and just name it after the song. And I think it just makes sense. I think, uh, you know, there's good and bad karma that goes around too. So like if every day you kind of like wake up and you're putting out like, oh, I I got stuck in traffic and you know, like this sandwich like was super expensive and it's like such a small sandwich, like you're putting out, you're putting out that, that, that karma. And then it's almost like, you know, that cycle of, of, of putting out the bad karma, like, you know, like that almost could become like the norm too. And I, and I, and I see it on like, you know, people and like, or friends and family. And like, you know, you never want someone to go through like that, but um, yeah, I think it goes around always. I, I, I always just try and talk to the people that see us. You know, and and we just try and make a connection with the people that see us just because, like, you came out to see our show in Iowa, in a barn, in Iowa, in a Mm -hmm. cornfield. Like, thank you. That's dedication. Like, that's literally so cool. And and those kids, like, at that time had never heard of us, too. And that was, like, a home show. Like, it was, like, kids losing it while we were playing. And in between songs, it was, like, silence. Like, and we didn't, like, have anything to say because we're just, like, we're up there and we're, like, thanks for coming out. Like, you guys are fine. You guys are awesome.
0: (laughs) We all understand and we all know every artist has inspiration in their music. So when it comes to your EP, Karma, uh, tell me a song or one of your best songs that you can give us an example or elaboration to the real life story behind it, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. Um, I'll just start with the first track, because I think that track is an anomaly. Um, It's called Let Light Lead the Way. And um, one, I re- I was writing that song as I was recording it, um, yeah. so it was literally coming to me as I was like in my room recording it. And I had never done that sort of process before, so that it was really amazing how that came out, and I really love the sound of that. Um, but I grew up in like a really um, religious household. Um, my whole mom's side of the family is like super like Roman Catholic. Yeah. It's even like a really big thing. Like my family were like we're going to go to Christian churches and like, like, you're going to heck, you know? It's like, no, like, I don't even know what's going on. You're like 10 years old. Um, but there's always been like, kind of like a religious taboo going on in my family. And like, um, like me and my cousins grew up on metal, black Sabbath, like the whole imagery of like taking like Uh, the darkness of, like, the blues, but using it for positivity. Okay. Like, Black Sabbath always wore dark clothes and stuff, but if you watch them live, like, like it was in their promos, it would be, like, dark clothes and whatnot, but if you saw, like, live videos, they were in, like, neon clothes and, like, these crazy garbs, and they were, like, literally peace and love, and they would have the cross up there, like – And then you're like, oh my gosh, these guys are literally serious. Mm -hmm. And they're like just straight up promoting positivity. And like the whole time, like, you know, the image that like the media put out of them and also like, you know, the major labels and stuff, um, you know, people like, I think uh, for that sort of rock, for blues rock start to put out like a dark, negative connotation. Um, But Let Light Lead The Way is like a darker song. Um, I, I think like as, you know, like instrumentally it's like, it's drop tuned a little bit, it's an open tuning, um, Then gad gad, D-A-D-G-A-D. Um, D-A-D-G-A-D. Um, <laughs> but the lyrical content, and it just came out of me, it's not like anything that I like wrote down or anything. Uh, it's like, uh, it just talks about like, let letting light lead the way and, you know, uh, only time holds the truth. Um, and just kind of like letting, letting like the light within yourself kind of lead the way.
0: Um, I believe, Art, such as music and painting and drawing, speaks words and volumes. I'm just like that. So explain to me um, what is the meaning behind your artwork of Rainville and the artwork behind your new project that just came out? True.
1: So so for the EP Karma that Rainville just did, um, I actually put that artwork together, too, uh, myself. It, it honestly like i feel like the the ep karma was a huge exploration for myself and just for that project because i had only put out two songs um, and my goal was always to like record and put out a record but it just like didn't happen those ways like those sessions i did only like a song or two came out of them just because like mm-hmm. i just knew like what i wanted to do in a way um and uh
0: um the inspiration uh, I, of the artwork yeah the artwork
1: okay. well i found um these old time magazines like this uh, i used to live in a townhouse complex um where my dad used to live in ocean port and this these people were moving out and they were like kind of having like a garage sale type of like you could walk through the house and and buy whatever and they what? had these i the, have
0: a this, garage sale like that <laughs> super
1: super random it sounds
0: um, like honestly it's of like an
1: old person type community okay um but there was these people had old time magazines uh when there was two when jfk was uh, like literally had just died Mm -hmm. and then there was one from 1941 and so i was going through it and me and bella were talking about like oh like because she had so much on her plate recently like uh and we and we just like kind of like these projects came up like really fast and you know like you kind of tell yourself like oh i want to put it out like before halloween or like for us for this project we put it out on the first um and we were like who should we work with? Like, I don't know, like we, we, we love, we have a ton of friends that are artists and stuff. And I ended up just like going through these time magazines and I cut out the scenes out of it. And one was a field, uh, it's like all black and white. It's like a field getting bombed. And it's like um, uh, another, it's from another, like I think that was from the 1941 magazine and then the 1963 magazine, I got like this guy on a phone and like um, a watch and, and his hand, and it's like, looks like he's drawing in the scene that's happening on the field. And that's the, that's the artwork You for did Rainbow. a great
0: job doing that because no, if you, you didn't explain that, I would never know that these are different pieces put into one, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to know the message because I feel like a picture can have a thousand meanings yeah, and 100%. I just needed to know the meaning, but you have like three different levels on there and it's great, I, I enjoy that artwork. I don't know, that's, that's lit, I like it. The color oh, is nice thanks. too. So thank once you. again, thank you for coming by. You definitely have to bring your girlfriend next time. She's definitely uh, somebody we have to interview and get to know her a little bit more. Thanks for having me. Of course. Until next time, roommates, it's your girl, Asasia Turner. Woo!